this is Chris. Hope you're doing well, and welcome to Popcorn Finance, where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Today, we have a very special guest here, Liz Weston from Nerd Wallet. She's a journalist there, mm-hmm. and so great to have you on. Appreciate you spending a little bit of your time here. Chris, it's my pleasure. I met Liz a little while ago, and I was fortunate enough to, for myself and my wife to be featured in uh, one of her articles that you did on Yo-Yo Dead. And so, just to jump into that first, could you tell us a little bit about your, your reason for wanting to do the article? Yeah, we do a lot of um, how I ditch debt stories on Nerd Wallet, and they're very popular. People love those stories of how people get rid of tons of debt. But what we know from experience is that it's not a one-time thing. You know, typically it's just like weight loss. If you lose it too fast, you're going to gain <laughs> it right back. So my editor suggested that we start looking for people who had experienced, you know, paying off debt and then got back in, and how they dealt with that. And you, of course, were kind enough to volunteer your story. And it was just so much fun talking to you about, you know, how you how you got into debt. And what I loved most was when you said that you were spending, you know, you got out of debt and then you were spending to impress your wife. And you guessed it worked. So, it, yeah, that was really wonderful. Yeah, it was, you know, it's, it's funny now to always to look back on that, but it was not funny no, <laughs> at the time. Debt whatsoever. never is. <laughs> but it was, it was uh, I think, a unique experience to share a debt story. Because I think so often people don't really like to talk about their debt and the things they've been through, even though so many people deal with it. But you always feel like you're alone and it's so embarrassing to tell anyone else about it. So I think that was my motivation to say, you know, if I'm going to try to have a podcast to talk to people about finances, the least I can do is be transparent about what it is that I went through. So maybe that'll encourage someone else and say, hey, you know. I'm not the only one. If at least if it's one other person that says, "Hey, I have debt," and here's someone else who did it, yes, um, maybe it'll be helpful for them. I know that's what gave me a lot of hope. It, Chris, it's incredibly powerful to start talking about this stuff because everybody assumes everybody's smarter about it than them. And the yeah. thing is, we are not born knowing this stuff. No. And we all make mistakes. And if we start talking about it and sharing about it, then we can share solutions as well. Because if you feel like you're the only person or it's shameful, Mm -hmm. that's the shame is the one that really fascinates me. That people have this feeling like, oh, I am a bad person because Mm -hmm. I have debt. You know, there must have been the Puritans that did, us, did that to us. I don't know, but yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, because it puts you in a in a lonely place. You got to lock yourself away in this corner, and now you're just um, struggling by myself. Yeah. One of the things that helped me the most when I was in that debt was going to these different blogs and reading about these people who have successfully done it. And then it's like, oh, it can be done. I mean, there's the people who have done this. They hear their strategies. They took these things that helped them get through it. Yes. And it's just, it's just, it's really helpful. It, and so I appreciate it, you making the, you writing this article. Well, it totally yeah. is. And then the other part of the story that, that we were talking about, mm-hmm. which is that it's not a one-time thing necessarily. You know, you no. can get out of debt and come back into it. And if you have made it like a moral thing, you can be pretty ashamed of yourself that you're back in that position. And yes. we're just trying to take the shame out of it and go, look, this this happens, and this is how we deal with it, and we can move on. And, you know, stop beating yourself up. That doesn't help anybody. Exactly. Exactly. And so for you with this article, was there any other motivation for you behind um, like your your enjoyment writing it or your your (laughs) desire to write it? I don't have these great stories that some people tell of how I crashed, you know, and have the spectacular financial flame out. (laughs) I was so lucky. I was raised middle class by a mother who understood money. Mm. Now, she didn't understand money in contemporary terms, you know, but she understood that, you know, you you avoid credit card debt. In fact, I love telling this story. Back in the 70s, Bank of America dared to charge her an annual fee, and she chopped up her credit card and she mailed it back to them. Oh, really? She's not going to pay a bank <laughs> to use a credit card. So that's where I came from. That's the example I had set. And then I also think there's been some research showing with Swedish twins, of all things, <laughs> that there may be a gene 
for money, man, good money management. Really? Yeah. And if there is, I've got it. So <laughs> I can't be on this moral high ground and say, oh, look, I'm so great. You know, it's, it's just like, you know, the color of my hair, or the fact I have high arches. I didn't do anything to deserve it. It's just there. But the reality is all of us can learn about this. And that's, that's really what... I want to get across is none of us are born knowing this it's all graspable you know yes. personal finance really is not rocket science we just need to talk about it and make good decisions exactly you know I was just speaking to, uh, to someone else here at the conference about the fact that sometimes the way the industry presents information it's in a very overly complicated way to isolate people away it, yeah. it scares you away so then you think I need to have this paid help mm -hmm. or I need to have a degree I need to have all of this additional certification help just to understand it so it must not be for me yeah oh and that's so sad because that what you have is the value of time I mean that's yes. what people in their 20s have that older people just don't have you have so much time for that money to compound if you mm. just get it invested yes. but all these scary terms are out there and it seems like they're shutting you out yeah, yeah. you know exactly and, yeah it's, it's, it's that barrier that that that, that monster that's scaring you yes. from getting anywhere near your finances at all so uh, so we're trying to tell you you don't have to know what you're doing just start <laughs> yeah just 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 do something do yes. anything you know and if it's seeking out people like yourself Liz who are putting out material that that's, that's really helpful. One of your articles that I, that I was uh, checking out also was uh, the one on, I'm, I'm sorry if I say the title wrong, but it was basically like keeping up with like your neighbors and your friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what the title was. Too. <laughs> sorry, copy editor. I've forgotten the headline. But yeah. I really like that. Do you, do you, um, you mind saying anything about the article? And yeah, because I'm really interested in behavioral finance. Mm. You know, the idea that, that uh, we kind of get pushed around by our brains, that yeah. our reptilian brains that we evolved for different things are kind of bad with money. <laughs> and this is the case with, with this particular thing. And this, once again, was, was came from my editor who had a situation where he, he races cars on the weekend and mm. somebody showed up with this magnificent RV and he was like, how the hell can he afford that? <laughs> and we do that all the time. We look at somebody's like, well, how are they going on that European vacation? And how can they afford that big house or how can they you know, get that great car? Yeah. And sometimes they're up to their ears in debt and that's the end of the story. Yeah. And other times, you know, they might have uh, an inheritance they might have other things that we don't know about we can't judge our insides by their outsides yes. and we do it all the time yeah. and one of the things that i think you're referring to that i was talking about is all the research showing that we are status creatures we're constantly yeah. checking our status and we tend to check that with people that are uh, what we think are about our level yes and if we feel like we're one down we feel bad yes you know so that's what that's where conspicuous consumption gets started we're going to buy this blingy stuff to show how great we are <laughs> and how much better we're doing than everybody else and it's just that pit of you know spending money to impress other people who aren't paying attention anyway. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, we're, we, we, we always think there's someone watching us. Like, yes. everyone's watching us. They're watching every move I make. And it's like, I guess we're not that interesting. I don't know why we think everyone's watching what we're doing. But we have that. It's like in the back of our mind that, mm -hmm. you know, we have to be, you know, present this really, you know, great front for everyone to see. You know, uh, I met I met someone here. Her name is Maggie, mm -hmm. and she does some coaching. And one of the things that she uh, mentioned is just financial coaching, primarily with, with women. Mm -hmm. And she said that, She'll sometimes, I'm going to keep this very anonymous, I don't want to get her in trouble. <laughs> She'll sometimes be coaching friends. Mm -hmm. And one of them will say, you know, I, you know, I, I, my friends are really pressuring me. I, 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 they want me to go to this party or this event, and I really can't afford it, but they're, they're, they're really telling me I should go. And then 
at the same time, there's another friend who's saying the exact same thing, but they don't know. They're not talking to each other because they don't oh, share that information. Wow. So they, they're they all in the same situation where they know that financially they can't afford it and they shouldn't, but they're pressuring each other, unknowing that if they just talked about it, they could maybe find a cheaper solution to make everyone happy. So. Oh, man. I bet that happens over and over. You just think everybody else is spending this, so I better step up and do it. Yeah, exactly. When nobody wants to be there. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I think it's very important that we should all be open about our yes. finances. Yes, I it's, think it really helps. Yeah, right. It's the more we know about each other, the more we can share, the more we can help each other, and I think make a overall more financially, I guess, responsible and safe environment for everyone to be in. So yes, again. I think I think it's very important that, that let's, we can do let's that. Let's suck the shame out of it because really, it doesn't help anybody, and it, no. and it slows them down. And eventually, you'll get to the point where you realize, you know, these other people aren't geniuses. They no. just got started and that's just get started exactly <laughs> well Liz I, I mean I thank you so much I appreciate you giving some of your time here for me um, it was so great talking to you when, when we first we were talking about the article and it's great to see you here again you've been been so nice uh, is there anything going on that you'd like to, to share or talk about oh I want to talk really quick because this is a really important um, our investigative reporting team we have a, a group of journalists who do investigations <laughs> just published one about rent a center oh, and really? rent to own furniture yeah. And it, there's some kind of scary stuff going on. Mm. You know, people would stop paying on these, this furniture. Mm. And rather than take it back, they would just stop. And the, these uh, rent center employees would go out to try to collect. Wow. And they would be kicking down doors. These are the stories that were, that were in these lawsuits. So these are the allegations that these things were happening. And the other thing that was um, amazing to me is that in many states, if you don't return that furniture or that TV or whatever, it's actually a crime. You can get arrested for it. Really? Seriously. For not returning a couch. For not returning a couch. So we just wanted to say this is, you know, obviously it's a bad way to buy things because it's really expensive. Yeah. People like to do it because there's no credit check, and if they can't afford it, they can return it. But, you know, if you're going to sign up for one of these things, you really got to know what you're getting into. And we have sure. a lot of information on the site about how to get out of these contracts if you got into one. Really great information because I don't think many people know all the ins and outs of these programs. So where was that that we could find it again? It's nerdwallet.com. So you just look for the rent center stuff. And okay. actually, it's interesting because they're doing a big expanse into um, other furniture stores. So it's mm. not just sort of like payday loans, which are on one side of the tracks. <laughs> it's kind of moved into middle class neighborhoods as well. Oh, wow. Okay, no, definitely. I, I'm, I'm going to go check that out. <laughs> okay, because good. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know more about that because that's, that's sad, really. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and is there any place that we can follow along with what you have going on, where, where we can connect with you? Um, my site is asklizwestin.com, mm -hmm. and all my columns get are, are linked to them are published there. So that's a place to find me or on Twitter, at Liz Weston, or yeah. Facebook, Ask Liz Weston. <laughs> nice, very nice. <laughs> so, again, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you being here. Please, everyone, go check out anything done by Liz. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to enjoy it. You really will. Thanks so much, Chris. <laughs> all right. Thanks again, Liz. so great having Liz Weston on the podcast. I mean, she was just so nice, so fun to talk to. You ever meet someone and they're just so nice, you just you you know you'll never forget them. And that, that's how Liz was, just such a kind person. So thank you again, Liz. And if you visit popcornfinance.com slash 3131, you know, for episode 31, uh, you'll find show notes, you'll find details on Liz and where you can find more of her information and more of the great articles that she's putting out. I'll also put a link to the article that she interviewed me and my wife for. So uh, that way you can check that out, learn a little bit more about our debt story. I'll probably do a show pretty soon on that as well, just to kind of give you all a little background on myself and, and stick to what I said in the episode and, and share the struggles that I've been through financially. So that way, hopefully it'll help some of you. It'll be encouraging and help you give me 
maybe get through a difficult time because I know for me that helped tremendously. So head to popcornfinance.com slash 31 to get links to all of that good information. And if you want to find out more about what's going on with me in the podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Popcorn Finance Podcast, on Twitter and Facebook at Popcorn Finance, and you can subscribe to the podcast through any of the major podcast platforms. So, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, take your pick, Overcast, wherever you like. (laughs) Just subscribe and that way you can keep up on all the latest episodes. So as always, appreciate you listening. Thank you for joining me for another bag of popcorn and I look forward to talking to you soon.